way. Why if you can find the first episode of Wizbit? I bet you can. Oh, it'd be I horrible. Bet it's really easy. I bet it's terrible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just what was I saying? Um, last night. Uh huh. I could not get the fucking theme tune to this out of my fucking head all night. I, I've been singing it for weeks. Ugh. I sung it before we even did it. I think that's why I wanted to do it. Well, that'll teach us. Indeed. Um, yeah, it's very catchy. But uh, Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Charles in charge. Here's the thing. I mean, well, we'll wait until we get going in the episode. But I have, <laughs> I have, <laughs> I like the song, but I have issues with it. Because he's not in charge. But it's also, why would you relinquish such control over your life to this fucking dish? I'm more confused by the season we're not going to watch. Right, yeah, season the, two. Yeah. Where I read in Wikipedia, the exposition to explain the new family, right? Yeah. Is that the Pembertons or whatever they're yeah, called? Pembroke. Was well, it Pembroke? Something. They moved to they moved to Florida, yeah. and they sublet their house. But one of the deals is Charles is there. Yeah, he still gets to live there. And then the new family also hire him to be in charge. That is the plot of a horror film. I mean, literally, Uh, oh no, you can stay there all you like, but there is a freak in the basement. (laughs) Much better series if they'd let them move in, but didn't tell them Charles was there. (laughs) And he was just hanging out. Hider in the house. He's in the walls. But he is... He does pop in and out like they think he's just friends. They just don't know he's living there. Indeed. So, yeah. Oh. Happy days, but Fonz lives above the... Uh, but they don't know about it. <laughs> it doesn't work on his motorbike in the front drive. He just sits there sharpening knives. Like that bit in Shallow Grave where Christopher Eccleston just start, starts drilling holes in the roof and he lives in the attic staring at him. can't remember that. It's been a long time since I've seen that. It's a good film. Uh, Scottish filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, it's second best because Drain's fun. Yeah. <laughs> back, back when it was good. Well, yeah. you know, that was one person made both of them, right? I mean, well, I mean it was a hundred people, but the same hundred people made both of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm Richard. And I'm Gareth. And we're back with another pilot season. Mm-hmm. The, I don't even know where we are, fourth pilot? Yeah, I think so. What do we do? Magnum. Magnum, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. What the fuck do we do? Celebrity Sweepstakes. Celebrity Sweepstakes. Oh, we did Nightmare. Oh, Nightmare. So this is five. It's five. <gasps> Time, Time flies. Re- it really does fly. In fact, my weeks now go so fast, yeah. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> yeah, this that's... is pretty much the only thing that tells my weeks apart, yeah. is us hanging out for three hours on a Sunday. Oh, it's, I, I get to Thursday, my one day off, and I... Panic watch what we're supposed to watch for Sunday. Um, then I, uh, any spare second I get to work, I am just on Wikipedia having a quick look for stuff. And then I'm here. My notes for this week, which is, as you can tell from reading the description, Charles in charge. Yep. Brief. Yeah, the actual ones on the, on the episode are brief. I've yeah. got a bit more on the people. Which is, I left that to you as yeah. I always do. So... Um, and there's a couple of things. Uh, there's a few things that tie us into other previous episodes. Indeed. Which, um, and also something I think I need to find and watch, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, we'll see. Maybe even do a bonus episode maybe on this. 
because it's crazy. But I'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Spoil. Uh, well, you know, teasing the audience. Indeed, teasing, <laughs> teasing. Oh. You like it, don't you? You daddy bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's bad boys. There you go. <laughs> it, she's trying to sneak the handcuff key out of her bra where she hid it because mm. she's tied to the steering wheel. And that big guy who used to be in everything, including that advert where he's tied to a chair and then falls out of an aeroplane, uh, <laughs> okay. goes, um, you got an itch, I'll scratch that for you if you want to. And he says something vulgar. And she says something like, you know, did you go to Harvard? You know, it's a, it's a Bruckheimer film. That's how yeah. one-liners work back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Bruckheimer movies? Like Con Air. Never watched Con Air. Oh, well, you know, Bruckheimer. Yeah. So, no. you know, Beverly Hills Cop, Flashdance, yeah. all the way forward. I see they've announced Beverly Hills Cop 4. They've announced that a thousand times. And also times. Uh, it's never coming come. to America, coming to America, but it's going to be PG-13. Yeah, but they're literally filming that as we talk. Yeah. You, you make that face, but John Amos is in it again. So I'm sort of sold. We I mean, never had yeah, him. I mean, on, yes, I'll go and see it. I think I was off on Thursday. I was going to go to cinema on Thursday to go and see Joker, and I could not be bothered leaving the house. I mean, at the end of the day, right, I imagine in America that coming to America is PG-13. There's tits in it, but it was the 80s. There was tits in everything. Yeah. It's not really swearing or anything. It's good, though. I think I, I've, I've still got a VHS of that somewhere. I mean, it's the last great John Landis movie, right? Yeah. I don't want to tar him with the same brush, but can we like John Landis anymore because of his terrible son? Yeah, we just ignore the son, it's fine. But he did pay people off, right, John Landis, for a son? Shh. I mean... Shh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, nah. You know... Let's just enjoy the movies and... Well, let's face facts, no one has enjoyed a John Landis movie since coming to America. Oh, you did you enjoy yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 3? I actually did like that. With oh. Wally World and everything, I yeah, did yeah. actually and like that. And John Saxon was in it. But oh. other than John Saxon, a bizarre cameo by George Lucas. <laughs> it's the bit where he keeps popping up for the gun that keeps firing off different stuff, and at one point it's just a boombox. Oh, yeah, because Serge comes back. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh. I if, did like through I'm sorry. If you're happy that your headphones sound better, by the way, yeah. I realised that you can do pre- and post-monitoring. And we were on post-monitor. So it was going through the recorder and then back into the headphones. And that's what the delay was. That's why you sounded good to me. And I sounded my same self to you. But to each other, we sounded like robots. Yeah, okay. Cool. Because there was a delay. I know. I thought that had to be fixed. I didn't think it started out sounding like that. That was the weird thing. I must have found it, turned it on, didn't realise I turned it on. You know. That's the (sighs) problem when one device has a switch which is also a button, and it does everything. Oh. <laughs> no. Switch is going to switch. Yes. Or something. Not like this. <laughs> is that a good reference? You know, to switch oh, from yeah. the Matrix. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got it, and I was like, why is he making that reference? And I forgot her name was Switch. Because as much as I remember that character, I did not remember her name. <laughs> because as, as we all remember, there were other people in the Matrix a, a woman with strange hair. Yeah. That little guy from Home and Away. Yeah. <laughs> Todd. Who was called like Mouse in Matrix. No, no. Todd and Neighbours. No, that wasn't Todd from Neighbours. He wasn't Todd from Neighbours. He was in the Tomorrow People. He wasn't in Matrix. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but I feel like he was in Home and Away. My body is telling me that little man was in Home and Away. Oh, I'll take your word for it, but I'm going to look it up later. <laughs> we can do it as like a... Uh, you know, we should really do you know what we should do for the format that would yeah. be good we should write notes down on things we should look up and not look them up straight away and mm. then have like an, a, like corrections at the end <laughs> we'd be forever doing corrections <laughs> no but that would you know you know when we run out of stuff to say yeah that could be at the end and I can cut yeah. all the air out of the end and not the whole episode uh, there you go hence why if anyone's listened to Parks and Rec episodes and things this is long and just people keep going ah a lot. That's because I had no time. So you just got the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can Don't tell because I let put that uh, quote from Chaka Khan, which is, I'm sorry I did not have time to write. A, I'm sorry for the length of this podcast. I did not have, have time to write a short one. Mm. <laughs> I know it was Pascal. That's fine, guys. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so we're back. Charles in charge. Fifth pilot. And as we all know, no one in Britain knows this, by the way, uh, Charles in Charge, uh, uh, Scott Bayo, monster that he is, uh, starred as Charles, a college student attending the fictional Copeland College in Brunswick, New New Jersey, who finds a unique living arrangement with a family in need of a caretaker for their young children. The uh, show also starred Willie Ames as Charles' best friend, Buddy Lembeck, a.k.a. Goon Machine. <laughs> I don't think they mention that in this episode. Three times they mentioned it. Do they? Oh, no, actually they do, yes. Yeah. I didn't write that down. I was just, um, I was tickled because um, I was like, oh, Willie Ames, how do I know that name? And then I realised, he's Bible Man. There's I don't know a, what that means. There's a series on uh, YouTube, um, these two guys, uh-huh. um, they do like a Bible study thing, but also like watch crappy Christian shit and they just rip the piss out of it. Okay. And they've done several episodes of Bible Man and it is truly awful mm-hmm. but still fun at the same time and it's got Willie Ames in it I was like that's where I know the name from so I knew the name exciting. Willie Ames but I thought he was like a baseball player <laughs> <laughs> he does sound like he should be um, yeah um, yeah the series premiered on CBS on October 3rd 1984 and initially aired uh, on Wednesday nights at 8pm paired with new sitcom Dreams mm-hmm. Uh, Never heard of that one. CBS eventually decided to cancel the series. Oh, spoiler. Uh, After it made no improvement in the ratings after its move to Saturday, and Charles in Charge aired its final episode on April 3rd, 1985, in its original slot time. Then, someone invented syndication. Yes. Which is a nightmare for everyone. So then, on January 3rd, 1987, it came back for a further, like, I haven't written it down, but like 84 episodes. Yeah, because it's 126 in total. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah, it's another four seasons. Yeah. Yeah, if you go to their Wikipedia and it tells you what channel um, it was shown on, uh-huh. um, it is pages and pages long of all these different channels. And <laughs> America just seems like a hellscape when it comes to TV. Well, you know, because it's like that, no one watched it, but remember that anger management TV show? Yes. And it was based on the anger management film. Yeah. But based around the character... Of Jack Nicholson, but Jack Nicholson was played by Charlie Sheen. Yes. Season one ran for ten episodes, and it was popular enough that they then ordered, and I hear what you say, 20, uh, 12 episodes? No, 90 episodes Jesus. to get it to syndication. And after two of those, yeah. the wheels fell off, basically, and it turned into a massive pile of shite. Yeah. 
Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But it gave Salma Blair work, and we all love her. Oh, good. That's good. Um, what was I going to say? I haven't got really much. Oh, a little bit. Last bit of Wikipedia. So when the series premiered, Charles had just taken a job with Stan and Jill Pembroke to help care for their chi- three children, uh, Jason and Douglas, and their daughter, Lila. In exchange for his services, the Pembrokes provide Charles with room and board. Uh, and when the show returned in 87, the Powell family was living in the home. The Pembrokes had moved to Seattle and had agreed to sublet the house, which included allowing Charles to continue living there. It's a hell of a rule, right? Yeah. That's like when uh, Hugh Hefner sold the Playboy Mansion and said that he had to be able to live there till he died. <laughs> <laughs> so, what comes old man in the shed? <laughs> I mean, it's about, I think, didn't they then hire him as a nanny living thing as well? Yes, I think so. So it's... Caretaker is how it's described. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, dear. In addition to them, Ellen's father-in-law, Walter, moved in. None of this matters to us. We're, we're in the care. No. But Charles's mother, Lillian, played by John Travolta's sister. Yeah. Who previously <laughs> played... Um, Chachi's mum. Chachi's mum and things. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moved, uh, came in as well for 75 episodes and change. So, yeah, I I sort of did what I did before and I wrote bullet points of the plot and then just notes, but look how little that is. There's nothing there. There's one thing. um, The character of Charles. Yes. Originally written from Michael J. Fox. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. But this is 1984, so this is like... And he was like, (laughs) no, fuck it, I'm too big for this I'm Teen Wolf. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, the weird thing is he wasn't too big for this shit, but he was on Family Matters, right? Yeah. Because I remember when you listened to the audio commentary on Back to the Future, he was filming that at the same time. Yeah. He was filming that at the same time he was doing Back to the Future. So they wanted him on what? Two sitcoms simultaneously? Jesus. And no. you look at the DVD box for this and this episode... And assume that he's always dressed like a little stockbroker. Well, there is one point in this episode <laughs> later on where he's having his date with uh, Gwendolyn Pierce. Yes, and I'm like, why is he dressed like American Psycho? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is not again a good look. He's going to kill those kids, and he's got a real Trump tie as well. Oh. You know, like a real long tie. Yeah, well, he likes that. I mean, he it does like that, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So when you're, it was create. Um, ugh. Pause for it. <laughs> yeah, so it was created by Ch- uh, Michael Jacobs. Michael Jacobs. Who also created uh-huh. Boy Meets World. I mean, I like Boy and Meets then World. And later on, Girl Meets World. Uh-huh. Um, Dinosaurs. And My Two Dads. Oh my God, he's quite good, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, these are all... <laughs> Things that we liked when we, were, <laughs> when we were the right age of them. Uh I yeah. was a big fan of Boy Meets World. <laughs> oh, and oh, it's co-created as well by Barbara Weisberg, um, and she created this and nothing else. <laughs> so um, good, good for, good for her. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to do like I'll read out a bullet point. We'll talk about it as we oh, go along yeah. that way. Yeah, good. Do. Or I don't know because I don't mention specific people, so you'll oh. need to know when to jump in. Yeah, I'll. I've got. Okay, um, Character names written down next to our stuff, so I'll try and... Right. Well, we can always round up at the end. It's all good. I actually wrote one bit up the top that's actually remarkably good, but hey, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> oh, before we get started, yeah. all sitcom houses look the same. Discuss. Well, I, have, I have got that as well. <laughs> Why is every sitcom house... 
Every front room has stairs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the front door yeah. is right there. I mean, is this just how they build houses in America, or is this? No, I just think it's how sick? they build sets. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I see every house I've ever been in has had a hall before the fucking yeah. living room sort of thing. It's yeah, because I did. I I think I wrote that down somewhere as well. I definitely wrote that down, and I was just like, this does not. This is not a real house. I didn't expect it to be a real house, but it was just so obviously not a real house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good point. Well made. Indeed. So yeah, Charles has a date with Gwendolyn Pierce, right? Yes. Uh, him and his friend Buddy talk about it. Buddy is the unfunniest man I've ever uh, met. But yeah. luckily, the first joke is Charles telling him he'll die alone. Yeah. <laughs> And he should, because he is everything that's wrong with men. <laughs> so, other than Scott Bio as well, the only person to appear in all 126 episodes. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Oh, Willie Ames. Um, should be mentioned as well, he's spent years battling alcoholism. Not the character. <laughs> Willie. <laughs> yeah, not Goon the Machine. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's just drinking to forget that. <laughs> that was a terrible name. Oh. Don't Google it, people. I, I was like, why would you be called that? And... um. Oh, a nightmare of things appear on the search results. Um, so, do 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 do. Oh yeah, the bullet points are insanely short. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're discussing Gwendolyn Pierce, right? And my one of my first notes is, why would you start talking about two people who you've never seen before? Because then Lila starts talking about her friend, yeah, right. But insanely, the plot of this show, this episode. Or the the lesson to learn is that people aren't concepts. So you learn about two conceptual people before yeah. you learn about what they're really like. Yeah. It's actually shockingly clever, just terribly delivered by this group of actors. Yeah. Also, I think there's <laughs> one point. Is that they kind of let the exposition sort of part for why Charles is there. They leave that to Willie Ames, who just kind of shotgun blasts out of his mouth. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's some... Very can in your face exposition. No, no. Very brief, but just there you go. Now moving on. Yeah, no, I did write um, halfway through here. It just says, it just says buddy exposition. Yeah, which is yeah, bang. That's the plot. Um, where are we at? Yeah, she has to come over for reasons because he has to stay at home. He has to look after the kids, and then the mother goes, "Oh, um, yeah, can you stay? We've got a thing to go to. Can you stay and look after the kids? I hope that's not a problem." It's what you're paying them for. It's what you're giving them free board in your house for. Yeah. So it is not a problem at all. Now, there is parts in this. There, are, I have two favourite parts in this um, Okay. entire episode. Yep. And they are so brief. But <laughs> one of them is just... And it's, and it's Willie Ames. Yeah. Um, when he's discussing with the mother and then she says, yeah, just bring your date over here. And he does this whole, like, cer- celebratory thing. Yeah. The timing of that mm-hmm. is so perfect. I was like... Yeah, that's good. That was very well done, and I'm I'm going to attribute that to Willie. So yeah, good for him. That's one, and I say, and that is what two seconds. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My one of my favourites was near uh, here as well. But um, you meet the kids, mm-hmm. um, and Lila's in love with a boy who's the best at everything. Yeah, and uh, Hoover from Animal House grabs Charles. Hoover from Animal House is the father. All right, okay. Who, whose yeah, thing yeah. seems to be? He keeps saying, "I'm 35 years old." Guess what? He was 31 when they filmed this. What's well, things? Well, I, I looked it up um, last night as well. So, 
Scott Bayo's playing Charles, who's supposed to be 19. Yes. He was actually 24 at the time. Uh-huh. It's uninteresting, but I just looked that up last night. So, so the dad is seven years older than him. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, he glasses on and a suit. So. Yeah, well, it's it's Hoover. Hoover looked old in Animal House. He's yeah. the obviously the ginger who runs the place. I think I've, I've seen Animal House once, and I didn't pay enough attention. <laughs> I knew who it was it, yeah. immediately because I think I've seen him in one thing, but he's very recognisable. Mm. But I must admit, his bit where he goes, "I'm 35 years old," blah blah blah, that's quite funny. Mm. And uh, the second time he calls him over, you know, because basically he doesn't want. <laughs> Charles to impregnate someone in his house Fair enough. where he goes you know um, you don't want her to say and then the wife walks in between them and goes I'm late yeah. <laughs> and drags him up he goes that sums yeah. it up that's, that's quite actually right. I didn't really laugh at anything at this thing but that, yeah, that was good. Oh, no, that I was good I laughed at nothing but I no. smiled Yeah. then and after I could re- re- recompose myself uh, after um uh, the Chinese arrives because I had to take a time out thinking it was going to turn into a racist nightmare. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, I'll quickly mention um, so uh, Jill Pembroke, played by Julie Cobb, yeah, yep, yeah. um, 22 episodes of this, 88 credits in total, mostly TV, but she has been three episodes of Magnum where she plays Magnum's cousin Karen. So that ties us into... With a C or a K? The K. No one has a C. Yeah, my sister's Karen. All right, my our HR works Karen with a C. Cool. C-A-R-O-N? E-N. Uh, C, still not the same as my sister. No. She's a freak. Um, and, yeah, so, and Stan Pembroke, um, played by James Widows, uh-huh. you just mentioned, um, 22 episodes of this, 25 actor credits, 76 directorial credits. Yeah, he's a real, uh, he turned into a real uh, sitcom. Rec- yeah. f- uh, Two and a Half Men, According to Jim, Eight Simple Rules, King of Queens, mm-hmm. um, and he did the pilot for Two Guys in a Pizza Place. Yeah. yeah. And what's that one with Damon Wayne's called? My Wife and Kids did that as well. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that one. It's on all the time. My mum loves it. That's how I, I know TV about it. So it's <laughs> Neither do I, but my mum yeah. does. Um, yeah. Uh, where were we? Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so they've just done the whole, okay, don't get a girl pregnant in my house. Yeah, father, father gives advice. Uh, oh, was this as well at the time where the the kid who's supposed to be weird because he's a nerd wears a Mac and me mask? Yes. Odd. Where did they find he, that? Here's the thing. There's the other little kid who was fine. Yep. There was that one that was supposed to be weird who just annoyed the fuck out of me. I was just, mm-hmm. this kid, I mean, I'm glad 22 episodes and he's gone because he doesn't deserve the work. I mean, that's real harsh. He's six years old. Carry on. Um, and then there's um, Leela Pembroke, played by April Lerman, who has the voice of a 40-year-old. Harsh. <laughs> it's just, every time I saw her, yeah, I mean, she was perfectly fine. But every time she talked, I was just like, God, you, your voice. No, but that's how really kids old. talked in the 80s. Just think of the kid in, like, Mrs. Doubtfire. Not the little one, but the older I one. I never watched that. But, like, I think, generally speaking, I think when you get, like, girls around the age of, like, I don't know what, 12 to 15? Is that what we're saying she is? On American TV. That's how they talk. Prim and proper in the 80s. Yeah. That's how it is. Apart from, you know, Pippi Longstocking. Yeah. No, not her. Is that the one with the pirate hat? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who feeds fish to horses? I still, I, I still remember. I'm some, sure I've still got that saved on here, actually, the episode of We Eat Hate Movies fish, with you bitch. Yeah. It's a classic. I'm a fucking horse, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. That is good. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, that, I didn't like the kids. No. And then, you know, oh, the, that's, the oh. weird kid again is playing uh, a... Uh, I mean, what would you call it? Like a vertical so it, Space Invaders it, portable? Yeah, I want to know what that is. I've never <laughs> seen that one before. Um, so was that... Is it Jason is the weird one? I mean, I don't know. Well, it's Jason Pembroke. I he, just wrote the words, boys. <laughs> everyone else is down for 22 episodes of this. For uh-huh. some reason, he's down for 23. And I don't know why. Um, but there's Jonathan Ward, who played Douglas Pembroke. Um, oh. 22 episodes of this, but also provided the voice of Zack in Ferngully, The Last Rainforest. Oh, okay. So there you go. That's uninteresting, but... <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, Gwendolyn Pierce turns around, uh, turns up, and instantly I am gobsmacked because I know exactly who it is. Do you? Which is the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. You remember the beginning of Ghostbusters? Oh, well, yeah, because with... female student in Ghostbusters. No, but you know the ESP woman? Yeah. That's her. Is that her? Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's... <laughs> I think I mentioned earlier on that something we might have to watch as um, like a bonus episode of this. Yeah. Because um, she appeared in an episode of Magnum. Okay. But it was a bottle episode. Okay. Which was set in the 1940s. Okay. So it was like a flash, but not a flashback one. Something happens and it's maybe like a dream episode or something. Uh-huh. So it's Magnum being a private investigator in the 40s like in Fedora and shit. It's almost as weird as when he ended up uh, dying that time and was in heaven. I didn't. Oh yeah, I think we did discuss that. We actually. did. It was the last episode. Yeah. Right. Or no, it was supposed to be the last episode. Then they made another series, <laughs> and that was the problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah but we have to look again. Nineteen forties Magnum. Yeah. At least, I th- is that just so they can shoehorn a bit more of his mate in who's hanging out in a club, think wishing it was the forties or something? I thought it was more that uh, he couldn't be Indiana Jones and they were rubbing it in his face. Mm, that's harsh. I want to His mate runs Club OB2. I see what you did there, clever. <laughs> yeah. Is that Temple of Doom? That's the beginning it's, of, right? Yeah, it's the worst one. There's also well, a not, wit- no, no, not anymore. It's not the worst one. It's the second worst one. Exactly. Well, <sighs> it's the worst one of the trilogy. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, the original. I don't yeah. consider the that's what, Crystal well, Skull to be a film. I, I've seen it once, and I will never watch it again. Temple of Doom, I've barely ever watched. Never liked it. I like all no. of the set pieces, but the tone is wrong, right? Yeah. It's just too dark. Yeah. Though um, there is that bit where the child sets him on fire and screams, uh, Indy, I love you, which is really, really bleak. <laughs> I like that. Where are we up to? Uh, Gwendolyn Pierce brings dessert. Yeah. Everyone wants to sex her. They that's, don't, that's they don't say part. what she brought them. No. Also, she's drinking a very they're drinking very strange juice because it looks like it should be alcohol. But you just said he was nineteen. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe different rules. I don't know what the the state laws are in New Jersey. Oh yeah, New Jersey probably twenty one. Oh yeah, we forgot that Aunt Harriet is mentioned at one point, and I did have to write that down because of Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe Buddy mentions Aunt Harriet. Oh, God. A distant relative. 
<laughs> she freaked, she never brought him up to yeah. Bruce. Here's one. Who is Sebastian Cabot? <laughs> There's a joke at one point as well. Yeah. Did you forget the entire episode? <laughs> I think I just hated the jokes. Hey, Siri. Who is Sebastian Cabot? Okay, thanks. Okay. Well, that's probably a reference to that. Cool, thank you. So Sorry. he's trying to be a perfect gentleman and they call him Stephen. Okay. No. That's, that, we were never going to get that reference. No, I mean, I, I hadn't heard of any of those things she no. started saying. No, I didn't think she was going to stop. Um, oh, well, we missed the fact that at one point, uh, Charles wanders out in a bathrobe that is possibly the mother's. Yeah, it's also... Um, <laughs> I was like, this is going to cut to a long shot at one point and it's going to be absolutely tiny short like a kimono sort of thing with his ass cheeks hanging out because that seems to be quite it was horrible a weird color that didn't seem to be able to photograph so why would you film it yeah (laughs) because it was definitely one that was like like um it was like a you know that hologram sort of thing that happens when light hits it yeah it's also kind of duvets at work are like stripped so it's like a white strip and a slightly shiny white strip that's what i mean yeah and so when the everything hits it you're like what what is happening yeah Odd. Oh, tell you what I hate at the moment. Well, I don't hate. I kind of like it, but also it just it plays shit with my brain. It's when you're driving about and your light hits those people who've got like cycling jackets on, mm-hmm. but it does that thing where the light reflects off of it, and it kind of looks like you're watching Tron. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, one, that is very cool, but I am now convinced I'm in a computer simulation and someone's fucking with me. <laughs> and I don't need that. Oh, the the boy who wants tutoring turns up. Yes. Um, oh, what was his name again? Did I write anything down for him? I can't remember. I oh, was, oh that was Michael Perlman. No. Okay. No, that's, no that's absolutely, I'm speaking shite. Lies. No, I did not bother writing down anything for no, him. No, it doesn't really matter. It's just a plot point. Moving straight yeah. along. Um, so the boy comes in. Charles slams the door. Something happens outside the door. He opens the door. And there is Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm lying. Can we get back to the thing? Yeah. Because, yet again, this... Um, Alexander Morgan is played by Michael Sharrett. Okay. Who, um, 27 credits. He also turns up in Magnum and sent elsewhere and things like that as well. And he also appeared in the movie Deadly Friend, which had Anne Ramsey in it. I've watched it numerous but times. Yeah, um, but yes, so that's good. I mean, we've um, all seen... De- I made you watch Deadly Friend, right, yeah. when I had it? A friend is, that, is killed that- by her abusive father. The new kid in town attempts to save her by implanting microchips into her brain. There's that wonderful bit in yeah. it where... Ooh... What's her name? Is it her from the Goonies? Yeah, Anne Ramsey. Yeah, yeah gets a, a, a basketball slammed into her head so hard that her head becomes the basketball. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you're saying, yeah, so Jim Saito oh, turns up. Thank you. I want to bring his name up because I also want to check one thing. Because yeah. he's in everything, right? Yeah. Everything I watch, he turns up in as like a politician or... You know, he's even in Life of Pi. You hate it, but he's in yeah. it. But um, um, I am... Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Because, obviously, it'll always be my maybe. He plays... Uh, he plays uh, Randall Park's dad. Yeah. Who I'm sure is Korean. But the actor is Japanese. And in this, he's playing a Chinese person. Because yeah. that's... When I saw in the cast list that 
there was someone who was titled Chinese Delivery Man. I thought, oh, this is not going to go well. No, I didn't have an issue with that until uh, Gwendolyn Pierce tells yeah. him to speak Chinese and he just yeah. said, does the ro- most racist thing I've ever seen. Yeah, but what I liked... See, this is my second favourite thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole fact that when he first answers the door, even James Saito is kind of doing a stereotypical Oh, yeah, totally. Thing. And then he totally turns it around and just get, talks in his normal voice and yeah. giving them shit as if he was going, yeah, I've got all the fucking power here because I just did that voice because you were expecting it and I'd probably get a better tip out of it. Uh-huh. Now you're being a dick. I'm just going to talk as a total New Jersey kid. <laughs> yeah. kid and Well, not kid, adult. Well, yeah. And I just, I like that for the fact that it was, <laughs> he's kind of got the power there because he was just being like, stereotypical to these idiots who are going to give him money for food. Yeah, but then he turns yeah. it on again to get more tips from the kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then just shrugs it's, and walks away. Yeah. Uh, I really did like that. I was like, that's good. That's actually pretty good rating. I mean, I think it is for the 80s. Yeah. I still think it's problematic today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, no. Scott Bio doing it, yes. Mm-hmm. But when he's doing it, but he's just doing it for his job sort of thing to be a can, yeah, no, no, uh, but and I, then he t- turns. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that's actually can pretty good. Yeah, I think that'd be okay. Oh, uh, yeah, he's uh, he also this year was in Long Shot, which is very good with the Charlize Theron and the mm. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Though he's according to this uncredited. Yeah. He's only in it for a minute, yeah. but he's one of the most noticeable people. Yeah. I don't know what it is about his face. But as I was just most excited about obviously one of his credits. Uh huh. You want to <laughs> talk about it? Well, it's very brief that he was the, the shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know, right? Uh, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. He was also in Iron Fist. That's a shame. I, never, I still never bothered watching that. Turns up in The Deuce, which I never got past uh, the first mm. season, but I liked it. Um, so, he's, he's probably the most successful person in here. Oh, I mean, ma- maybe, maybe, you know, you could say Scott Bio, but honestly, he's scum. Yeah. And probably didn't do anything good. I mean, Zapped is awful, and that was before this. Yeah. Because he took Willie Ames with him. Yeah. So I've definitely seen that, because I think, didn't they do it for How Did This Get Made or something? I I thought it was We Hate Movies, but it's one of those sort of things. Um, Maybe Flophouse has done it as well. No, because they do newer stuff, right? Unless they do specific. We Hate Movies has a 10-year rule because... Flophouse doesn't. All oh, right, okay. As a general rule. Oh. Um. So, right, they've got their food and everything. Yes. We then cut back, and he kisses her. Mm-hmm. The audience um, woo some very tepid kissing. Yep. And then she goes off her head because, like, it puts the audience in a very awkward position because they were like, ooh, look what they're doing. And she is not for it. And then sort of storms off. Yes. Um, which, for a, a couple of minutes lead up, before they explain that, I'm just like, the fuck went wrong there? Because it wasn't very clear why she was pissed off, well, really. Because she also did the hand on the face and all of the cliched 80s things. Yeah. Right? This might as well be a textbook for why uh, asshole men are assholes. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> She gave me a sign. No, she was being affectionate. There's a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. But then this does leave up to the the best, uh, and by best I mean worst, 
example of mansplaining I think I've ever heard, mm-hmm. which is uh, Gwendolyn Pierce says, you know what we should do? And, so, and, and Charles says, we should listen to me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge here. I will tell you. <laughs> That's when he became in charge. Yeah. It's like, oh my it's God, moment, what a horrible man. It's the moment he became a dictator. Yeah. Oof. Dear me. It ends like a children's book as well, right? Because they, they, they tidy all he, that up. He gets a slow motion slap fall. Yeah. Um, yeah, they tidy everything up, with, uh, you know, and uh, he convinces her that he's the one for her, which is insane. Yeah. It's episode one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is she in episode two? I never even checked. Oh, no, she is in this series. Oh. I think she's in 18 episodes, yeah. but all in season one. But yeah, uh, but it literally, it's like a children's story in that they all go for ice cream and the parents have sex. And the parents don't. <laughs> Because uh, cause up, yeah, upstairs, it's the daughter that's being the sexually aggressive one. <laughs> yes. Um, we've missed that subplot yeah, altogether. Uh, but uh, there wasn't much to it. Uh, Not really. No. Um, I think it's, uh, as I say, you know, it's a people are just concepts. Yeah. And uh, you, <laughs> you hear uh, about the stuff you did more than what you did. Um. So yeah, so we maybe quickly talk about Mr. Bio then. Oh yeah, well we need to go into it, and I thought you would have written something oh, down. Um, so yeah, let's have a look. So obviously yeah, I played Chachi and Happy Days, the can Joni loves Ta- Chachi and all that sort of stuff. Um, Bugs Malone. Lately, we hear a bit <laughs> more about lately. him. I mean, yeah, because I say Bugs Malone and what was the the diagnosis murder and uh, he was in the first season of Diagnosis Murder. Yeah. I forgot uh, about that. So yeah, uh, but lately we've heard a bit more about his political beliefs, and apparently, um, while this was going on, things well, he was like on the campaign trail and um, helping fundraising and all that sort of things for Reagan and stuff. So he's always been a Republican and conservative. Um, but people liked but, Reagan, um, yeah, and, um, and again, people love Chachi. Um, but Scott Bio is quoted as saying at one point about the Obama administration. Obama is either dumb, a Muslim, or a Muslim sympathizer, and I don't think he's dumb. So that's where he started getting a bit problematic. Um, he also um, thinks that Sandy Hook was a false flag operation, and that it was all like crisis actors and shit. Oh dear. Yeah, so I'm losing him a bit there. Um, and then also, there's been some sexual misconduct allegations towards him. Oh dear. Uh, Nicole Eggert, um, who played Jamie in this season, uh, not in this, um, in a series, but not in this episode because she didn't appear, um, says that um, Scott molested her for three years, starting when she was 14, and then she had sex with him at 17. Oh dear. Yeah. Now he says that. Um, her statements and everything are kind of wrong and bullshit, obviously. Um, he also says that, yeah, they did have sex, but she was 18. Well, okay. But um, <laughs> but still. But still. Again, if you... Yeah. Um, and in related news, um, Alexander Polinsky, who played Alex in this season, but not in this episode, also accused uh, Bio of verbal abuse and physically assaulting him on set. Oh dear. Well, he was in charge, so... Um, <laughs> I'll show you well, who's in that's charge. That's the thing as well. Um, I didn't... 
I don't know did, but I did see something on Wikipedia as well. Um, I don't think it was this season, but later on seasons. I think it was a bit... Um, Scott Bio did um, direct 36 episodes of this as well. 36. Yeah, 36 out of the 126. No, no, that's like 25%. Yeah. I mean. Um, but yeah, so that's all quite problematic. I mean... During that, I laughed a bit, and I don't want people to misconstrue why I laughed. What? I laughed because the face you were pulling as you were telling this terrible <laughs> story that I had not heard before. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I knew he was I'll, a monster. I'll, I wasn't but smiling through it. <laughs> I just thought he was, you know, Grimacing. one of those people who's so Republican they become pro-Trump. Oh, he, he very much is. Um, I thought that was the worst of it. Not that he used to finger-bang 14-year-olds. What was it we were going to look up? Uh, nothing. I don't think we had anything to. I just suggested we should look oh. things up at the end. I thought there was somebody we had to look up, but I can't remember what it was. Well, maybe we should have written notes. Ugh. No, we had that guy, and you said his name. You looked it up already. Oh, yeah, no, but it was before that. That was later on. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Google Goon Machine again. No. And tell you what the first result is because it's real fucked up, honestly. Really? Yeah, it's, they're all quite fucked up. Ugh. Hold on, let's do it for fun. Goon Machine. Gooch Machine. This is through Yahoo with uh, obviously uh, the safety turned off because I'm a 43 year old yeah. man. 43? I gave myself three years. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Um. So. Okay. See, the first thing that comes up is Holly's slutty fantasy, the goon machine. <laughs> Gee. Oh. <laughs> you can only Holly, see like a little like? bit. I'm not clicking because no, I no, refuse. No. But uh, it does say Blake didn't really have a plan. There was nothing that ever uh, really drew him to be attracted to other men's cocks. And then there's an <laughs> ellipsis. <laughs> Where does Holly come into this? I, I think not- she wrote it. Oh, <laughs> she put herself in the title. I'm sorry, but that's, that's misleading. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Third, uh, third result: good machine. <laughs> your brand, your voice. www.goodmachine.com. I want to give good machines. Oh, and then and then Holly comes back. There's another one. Oh, Holly's been busy. Yeah. Goon Machine Radio on Pornhub. <laughs> Goon Machine Radio. Please, Willie Ames. Please. Please, Willie Ames. Goon Machine Radio. Does Pornhub have a radio station? <laughs> well, I'm not pressing it, so I don't no, know. No, but it's just... That does not seem like something... Porn radio. What, that, that, even, what would that even be? I don't know. We're going to go down to related searches now. Yes. Goon Machine Mart. Goon Florence. Goon Washing Machine. Goon Florence and the Machine. Goon Rage Against. (laughs) Goon Tens Machine. Goon Machine Gun. Goon Sewing Machine. Goon Tommy Tippy. I don't know where that went. Isn't that like a sippy cup thing for for kids? kids. Yeah, yeah. Goon Goon Coffee Machine. Goon Bendy and <laughs> Don't leave me hanging and what? No. Uh. <laughs> oh indigestion. Oh no. Goon indigestion. Okay, hold on. 
Goon digestion. Urban dictionary. <laughs> goon machine. <laughs> Just a goon machine. Ugh. Sorry, we couldn't find that. Well, that's not helpful, is it? Just putting goon. Uh, oh. Sorry, was that me being too loud coming back on mic? Um, I I looked up the goon machine hashtag on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it's it's actually go on machine. <laughs> uh-huh. Go on machine. That makes a bit more um, sense. Oh, Robert B. Charles yeah. in charge goon machine. That was on the sixteenth uh, of April, twenty twelve. Uh-huh. And that's all. That's all he tweeted was just. Uh, I'm gonna. We're, I'm gonna give him a like, and he's gonna go. Why the fuck someone liking this tweet from twenty seventeen? Uh, twenty twelve. I mean. Uh, but yeah. Let's let's see what Robert B's been up to lately then. Uh, <laughs> give a shout out on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Team No Sleep over here. He says, "Good for him." <laughs> hashtag Team No Sleep. It's not a good thing. No. It's a bad thing. We were just talking about that. Oh, here no. you go. You might want to be careful going through a shit because it says, Goon, well-known slang term in sexual subculture of chronic and compulsive compulsive masturbators. <laughs> Dear me. Oh. What is it? Scotty Norton, 17. She's resurrected from the grave. Kink bikes. Hashtag goon machine. What? Kink bikes. Kink bikes. I don't know what that means. Park rat. Goon machine. Fal- fallacy crew this is from 2013 fallacy is in false or fallacy is some sort of penis <laughs> um, false <laughs> oh there's actually, actually um, I've looked at this hashtag and there's one thing. there are 10 <laughs> 10 uses of goon machine <laughs> ever <laughs> and I've liked one of them oh Sorry, I just... Uh, but I think most of them are go-on machine rather than game machine. I do. So I did just, I did just like Mr. Uh, Mr. Robert. Oh, Roberta B, it's a female. I do like it when they mm. uh, try to use the words in Urban Dictionary in a sentence. The worst use <laughs> of anything. Oh, oh good machine on the Steam community. Is that a game? <laughs> Stop. Pressing buttons now we've fallen into this weird trap. <laughs> it seems to like it's gonna lead you to something gross. It's a trap. He's just a gooding machine. Is that Hawkwind? It was, I think. Silver Machine by Hawkwind, I feel. Yeah, it could be. Sounds the band that Lemmy got fired from because he wouldn't do heroin. <laughs> just inject it into your big mole, store it for later, and then just squeeze it out so you don't have to do it properly. That's what moles are they're heroin storage devices. I like booze and weed. Get out, you <laughs> monster. Oh. You're too loud when we're chilling oh. in your hobnail boots. Hobnail boots. Oh. So, um, so yes, Charles in charge. 
We've watched the first episode. Yes. Would you give it a season, a series? No, but I would give Gwendolyn Pierce a season, a series, of episodes. Yeah. A spin-off. Yes. She'd be good. Oh. Her, she, her, her, and, and Shredder, uh, and Shredder, <laughs> team up, um, to solve crimes because she's the cousin of. Magnum and he yeah because she's got residual stuff from that so she's all like private eye and stuff Uh he does ninja things because he's Shredder he is Shredder but with a New Jersey accent indeed um that's fine (laughs) um what would you call it what would you call it (laughs) (laughs) oh She's a feisty college student. He's a Chinese delivery man. <laughs> oh, right. I thought he was Shredder. I thought he was also Shredder. It can be multiple. It's, it's all... He can be whatever It's all want. identities that he's got that yeah. can... It's how he's such a... It's how he manages to blend in. He he's can be, actually he can schizophrenic. Be and that's why he's got so many acting credits. There you go. Is that he has to play all of the people he that's is. That's why he's always so realistic when he acts, because he is that person. He is real, yeah. <laughs> oh. True method. Mel, are we saying that the true method is mental illness? Yes. It's upsetting, isn't it? Hey, do what works, it's fine. <laughs> oh. Like when uh, Dustin Hoffman pretends to hide from the paparazzi. It's a personal favourite of mine. Does he? Yeah, now he's old and crazy. Yeah. He'll go shopping, then walk out of the shop and pour everything out of the bag and then poke two holes in the bag and put it over his head. And then hide behind a car with a massive bag on his head. <laughs> yeah. And claim it's art. Uh, much, yeah. <laughs> dear me. Yeah. Um. So, Dustin. I would not give it a season either. Oh no, no, at all. Um. I mean, to me, the twenty-two episodes of this season seems excessive. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it not only seems excessive. I am just flummoxed, truly flummoxed, that they went. This is the show that needs 80 more episodes. Yeah. How little content did they have that they went, yes, 80 more of these. But see, I think this is kind of, looking at today's TV, <laughs> this is kind of an early indicator of the problems we face now. And that back then as well, it, I see you're flummoxed by the fact that they gave this season because they needed to fill their thing. This was kind of before the whole 24-hour TV cycle we find ourselves in now, uh-huh. which means you are kind of desperate for content, so you will get a lot more shit made just to fill in gaps. Yes. Um. So back then, theoretically, they could have been a bit more selective. Yeah. And yet, <laughs> from what we've found so far, they have not, well, and we'll probably find in the future, they have not been selective at all. No. So yeah, it does. It doesn't make much sense as to why this or why Scott Bio continues to get work. I mean, he doesn't. Not so much now. But even then, I mean, okay, we never saw Joni Loves Chachi, but I'm no, not in this country. Guessing no. it was shit. Yeah, probably. Um, because well, Cabbage was shit towards the end. I mean, yeah, and it was shit at the beginning. There was very little. It wasn't shit, yeah, really. But it was. It was. It was watchable shit. Yeah. Just think of ABC One. It Remember that channel? The, it filled the gap 
while you were eating your supper. Yeah. But ABC One, right, is just full of bad sitcoms that were yeah. watchable. You know, like, well, Scrubs was probably the best of them. Yeah. And then you had uh, Hope and Faith. Heard of that, but... I'm with uh, Kelly Ripper and a young Megan Fox as the daughter. Oof. And then you had stuff like daddy with Michael Chiklis. What? I've never even heard of that. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sure he was just a stay-at-home dad. Oh. What else was on ABC One? Oh, there's so many bad shows. And I could watch them all. Yeah. Eight Simple Rules was on yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, I remember enjoying that quite a lot. Me too. I hear Katie Segal is in Roseanne now as, like... Dan's possible replacement since the uh, Dan's wife replacement. All right. Well, that's that's fact. That's actually good casting. I think mm. they would work well together. I don't know. I always yeah. find those new. What is it called now? The Connors. I always find the Connors weird by how many famous people they could squeeze into an episode oh. who don't do anything. Here's a thing now. Obviously, Katie Segal. Um, is that married with children? Uh huh. I did watch a lot of it. <laughs> But always hated it. <laughs> and yet it was on the kind I'll watch this. But I don't think I've ever enjoyed a single episode of it. Yeah. Well, and like, that's not, I would say, um, Katie Segal was probably the best part of it. Because everyone else was mm-hmm. fucking garbage. But yeah, I've never enjoyed a single episode of that. ABC One, didn't that also have Sports Night? And it was the un- Funniest thing I've ever seen. Who was that? It was like William H. Macy and Felicity Hoffman, R.I.P. Okay, yeah. Only kidding, she's in prison. She's possibly out. I'm sure it was 14 days or something. Um, <laughs> more proof the rich will get away with anything. Oh. I mean, 14 days, though. I mean, that can... It ages you. <laughs> what, the things she's seen inside. Oh. I mean, she saw inside, and then she very quickly <laughs> saw outside. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're, like, you know, behind, like, the console of, like, a sports thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was never funny. I think it was, like, an early Aaron Sorkin thing. Mm. It wasn't good. There's so much of this, like, American sitcoms from back then that we, we didn't get a hell of a lot of them, but the ones we did get. And I think even now, look at, um, what's his face, um... Big Bang Theory and stuff. Chuck Lorre. Just, I never found myself laughing at any of them. Uh, Damien re- and Greg I used to really like on Paramount Comedy. Yeah, I probably did watch some of that. Um, I said, yeah, um, Roseanne at night, obviously, uh-huh. Channel 4, yeah, great, like that. Golden Girls. Caroline in the City, with Leah Thompson as a cartoonist. Yeah, I, think, I remember watching a lot of that, but I don't remember ever laughing at it. That's Chuck Lorre, so that probably proves it. Um, I see you've got that I mean to come off Frasier is freaking great yeah but but um, I'm you just, have to you have to scoop that cream off right like yeah. like the Seinfeld is great yeah but yet again the pilot isn't good not really yeah I mean that first season was only three episodes right got <laughs> them in DVD was, somewhere was it six there's very few anyway yeah. I feel like season one is like six and season two is like ten yeah I've got them in DVD somewhere. I, I used to, but I sold them all. Mm. I own nothing anymore. 
Well, apart from the records you can see. And yeah. those CDs that live on my radiator that one day I'll accidentally turn on and melt everything on it. Oh, we're talking, well, you may have to get your heat on soon because that was this morning leaving work. I had to bloody scrape my car windscreen. Shocking. Ugh. What's next? Snow? Probably. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. We're supposed to be in for a very cold winter. So I hear. Yay. Brutal is what I heard. Ugh. Shit. <laughs> so much for global warming, eh? It's more like global <laughs> cooling. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. It's <sighs> upsetting. We fucked it. Anyway. <laughs> Best sitcom on TV that no one watches? AP Bio. AP Bio? Yep. I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. It's Glenn Howerton. It, I've seen it mentioned on Twitter a lot, and I don't know what it is. It's Glenn Howerton from yeah. uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He is a, a philosophy professor um, who ends up working at a school teaching AP Bio. Um, because is, he's trying to destroy his... What is AP Bio? <clears throat> what is it exactly? I don't know. Uh, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. What is AP Bio? No, but what is the th- what is the course? I don't know what the course is. Well, basically, it's biology, right? It's like... Yeah. It's like... Because they're like 14. It's like... Yeah. Um, but he refuses to teach them AP Bio. He wants to um, use them uh, to create uh, things to destroy his nemesis, who took his spot in Harvard. All right, okay. Um, all the time, the uh, principal of the school is trying to catch him, of sorts, and mm. become his friend, played by Patton Oswalt. Mm. Nice. And it is fucking amazing. I don't know if we'll be able to watch season three in this country because it's going to some sort of app mm-hmm. in America because it got sort of cancelled. Mm. But it's so funny. Oh, I have mentioned no. it to you before because they do the the episode with the uh, the theatre piece, and I put the I, I edited some of it into an episode no where um, cause this kid writes it and it's full of swearing, but it's on like. ABC, so obviously you have to beep all the swearing, yeah. and it's just, it's just a, a series of beeps coming from children. It's funny as fuck. Oh. I think I, I kind of prefer things when they're beeped as well. I've said I that think before. It's more, I think it's funnier. Yeah, you fill the gaps in yourself, and it's South Park is funnier when it's beeped. When it's yeah. not beeped, it's not as funny. Oh. So next week, uh huh. Any ideas? That's a very good point. I meant to do that before you got here, but then you got here. Shit. My fault again. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I took my time this morning because I wanted to do my my skincare regime. <laughs> really? No, I have one, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, L'Oreal morning face wash. And then I have a matte toner I like to put on just to open the pores up. Oh. And then... Uh, I put on a moisturiser to stop me chapping. And then I have an anti-age eye roller. Can't you tell? I I, I'm just I'm I'm just looking up Matt Toner on IMDB. <laughs> <laughs> All filmography. So you put a man on your face who has written the TV series Animism. 
I mean, that sounds like what is he puts on my face. He only did one episode. What is animism? A young woman discovers both a terrible secret and an enormous power for good hiding beneath the surface of the God's Lake. Seems to be animated. Sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, apparently there was a video game of it as well. Good for him. Um, He produced them both. And he also gets thanks on... A terrible looking movie. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm just buying you a little time. How's oh, my the... God. They've got the Generation X TV pilot on here. What was that? You know, Generation X. It was an, it was an X-Men comic, but with, like, Jubilee. Uh, okay. And they turned it into a TV show in the 90s with Matt Frewer, I believe. Mm. Except, you know, it ran, like, one episode. Uh, what the fuck is that? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. Ah! <laughs> Pornhub Radio. What? Now, um, according to this. Oh, show me. Show me. Is this as good as it looks? Oh, it looks almost unwatchable. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Man TV pilot. Ooh. And it's only 22 minutes long. I like in the length. <laughs> They haven't even got any theme music. It's just black, black screen, static. Directed by Brian Grant. I mean, it's very short. It looks like porn. It's so cheap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Although the colors there, it does look like a badly produced Prince video. I'm just skipping through to see if it actually has a plot or if it just stops. Oh my god, he's in it again? That cannot be in anything. Who? Um, the bad guy from Darkman, who was in LA Law as like the mentally handicapped guy. I've seen Darkman once, years and years ago. I want to say one of the sequels is called The Return of Durant, and he is probably Durant. Ian Durant, the footballer. I don't know these words. (laughs) I barely, I just know there's a footballer, he's possibly dead, called Ian Durant, I couldn't. But, uh, many years ago, so. Who made this? It looks like it costs four quid. <laughs> We're watching it, by the way. That's pricey. Is that the next one? It has to be. I'll send well, you the link because yeah. it was quite well hidden. <laughs> so there you go. So, what year was that then? I mean, after the film, so probably 93, something like that. Let's have a quick look on Amdabit. Rocobop. Boom. Dark man. Yeah, the return of Durant. Oh, it's only one R, not two. Dark man three, die. Dark man, die. They turned Paper Moon into a pilot with Jodie Foster. I don't see a TV series. I see a TV movie. Well, yeah, because I don't think it ever went to series. This is an unaired pilot. Oh. The worst of all worlds. Oh yeah, thirty minute unaired television. Yes, it's this is thirty minutes here. But, oh, can I? Well, yeah, but you know, for, for oh, Larry Drake. Okay, I know that guy. Yeah, <laughs> cast three people. <laughs> there must be more than that. No, I'm sorry. It's, oh, be the first to add trivia for this title. 
Okay. I'm going to Did you know that this episode is featured on a podcast? Nice. <laughs> Does that count as trivia? Can we have that? 1992, 113 people have watched it. 5.4 out of 10. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the cast list. I mean, there must be. I mean, we saw more people than, like, there in that clip. Well, but you got the cast list on IMDb. Three people. Yeah, well, it's, there's definitely a black woman in that that I was fl- yeah. when I was flicking through. So there's four at least. Yeah. Art department. So yeah, that's next week. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! It looks awful. They don't even have the money for opening credits. <sighs> I mean, hell, that should not be a 22 minute show, right? That should definitely be a 45 minute show. Yeah. So they don't even have the money for a full episode. Halfway through fil- filming it, they went, nah, fuck it. <laughs> oh. Well, there's a quote. What is law when there is no justice? I look forward to this. Oh. <laughs> nice change in tone from uh, Charles in Charge. I don't know, Darkman is in charge in his own way. Less, less dystopian uh, future in Darkman than would have been if we had let Charles be in charge. <laughs> um, as he just forces himself on women. and One woman. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it's once, enough. But once he's in power. Ugh. I suppose that's true. Oh. I didn't think this through, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Charles in charge. <laughs> Do a bit more gruff spoken word version of it. Just, <laughs> Charles is in charge <laughs> of our days and our nights. Random jazz. jazz just... I want Charles in charge of me. Oh, rem- that's, that reminds me of that woman who was uh, supporting swans. And the oh. guy was just... Just playing the microphone stand with a drumstick. Yeah, yeah, she was she was proper crazy. I forgot she existed. <laughs> what was in her name or anything? I can't remember. It's probably nothing on Apple Music of hers, but I kind of want it. No, there was because I sent you a link at one Did point you? when I, when I knew her name. Oh, right. We need to cheese it because I have to take any something yeah i gotta stop this I, now i also forgot how to drink and then spilled water all over myself oh god oh, i'm melting uh peace out pilot money making, money making.